Good morning. Happy Father's Day to all you guys. Thank you for your service, you know? Alright, if you have your Bibles with you, turn with me to John 12, starting at verse 35, John 12, verse 35, I'm reading out a King James Version, then Jesus said unto them, yet a little while is the light with you, walk while ye have the light, lest the darkness lest the darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in the darkness knoweth not whither he goeth. While ye have light, believe in the light, that ye may be the light, be, <laughs> that ye may be the children of the light. These things Jesus spake and departed and did hide himself from them. So let's, uh, let's stand and worship our God. Heavenly Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for the fathers that help us every day. I pray that you'll bless the service and worship. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Glory to your name. Glory, glory, glory. Glory, glory. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to a man. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, you're so good. You're good. You're good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're good to us, Lord. You're holy. You're wonderful. You're marvelous, Lord. You're amazing, Father. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 You're an amazing Father. You're an amazing Father. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 You are good. You are good. You are good. Father, we'll declare that with our mouths, with our lives, with our hearts. We declare that you are good. That you are amazing. That you are above all names. We declare we open our mouths and we speak and we declare, we, <laughs> we as individuals, we as a congregation, we as a church, we as the people of God, we declare that you are good, that your name is above all names, that Jesus Christ is Lord. There is no other name under heaven where men might be saved. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise your holy name. Praise your holy name. Oh, I love you, Lord. Love you so much, Lord. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Hallelujah.
Praise the Lord. Well, this ought to be fun. (laughs) You know, the thing is, you get over into the Spirit. You get over into the things of God, and sometimes the whole flesh thing doesn't work anymore. (laughs) That's actually a good thing. (laughs) It's a good thing when your tongue doesn't work where you're supposed to, and your eyes start watering, and... It's good to be in the presence of God. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Now, I want to share something with you just briefly before I begin to minister this morning that happened during worship. And I don't know if you noticed it happened. I don't know if you picked it up. Somebody did. I know at least one person did. And uh, the Holy Spirit um, spoke to my heart. And He said that someone had a word. Someone has something that they were that they were to, that they were to share, that they were to, to share out, and you didn't do it. Now, first thing I want to say is this: there is no condemnation. Now, you understand that? I mean that. I really do. There is no condemnation. There is no oh shame on you, because I could tell you fifty to a hundred different times when I didn't do what I felt led to do. I did. I shared one last week. One. I don't need to go there again. <laughs> but here's what the Lord said to me. He said, he said, get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Because He wants to use you. And you don't need to be prompted. You just need to be obedient. You don't need to wait for Him to push you out into the aisle or for me to stand up and call you out but, and have you do it or, or for somebody to encourage you, hey, somebody has a word. I wanted to. I was sitting over there. I was like, somebody's got a word, man. I can just, I can just, I feel it. It's just in me. Somebody's got a word from the Lord. And it was just, and Jamie was singing something. She, you know, they were in between the song. You could, you know, in the natural, you could tell God was making room for it. Now, here's the deal. I just want you to know there is no con. It's not like, oh, shame. It's not shame. It's a learning experience. But you know who you are. God knows who you are. And it's not, He's not mad at you. He's training us. He's training us all. And there's times when we need to step out. Maybe you've, and I actually believe it's somebody who's never done it before. And you're going, it ain't me, man. I ain't going up there. Because I've said that many times. I'm not going up there. Or maybe you have done it before and you didn't like it. Well, who cares if you didn't like it? Well, I'm not going to go up there. What if I say something wrong? I get up here every week and say something wrong. Right, Deb? Where'd she go? (laughs) Gracious sakes. This is not about us. It's about Him. Just think what could have happened. I mean, I think back at all the times I, I should have gotten up and said something. I could tell you stories the rest of the day and next week about times the Lord led me to do something, led me to say something, led me to get up in the middle of a service. And when I was the youngest and least experienced and the least eligible and the least, and, 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 and just, ugh. And I just couldn't do it because, I mean, those guys are way smarter than me. They're way more spiritual than me. Why would, why would you have me say it, Lord? Why don't you have them say it? Why? Because he, he loves you and He needs you to be you where you are. And it's a training. Now here's the deal. You're not going to come up. No, We're not going to say, okay, who was it? Get up here now. But here's what I want to encourage you. 
I want to encourage you in this. I want to encourage you to come talk to me. Because I'm not upset. I'm, I, this, this is actually interesting how God is... He, he wants us to be... He wants us to learn because where we're going to next... In the days, the weeks, the months, the years in the future coming up, we need to learn to hear that still small voice and then act upon it. Whatever he says, whatever he says to do, whatever he tells you to do. Man, I, I mean, I could tell you stories all day long about stuff that he told me to do. Told me to do. <laughs> Showed me ahead of time and I, that I'd be doing that. I'm like, I don't want to do that. All the time it happens. I, I say things all the time that I don't want to say in public. Okay, here's one. Years ago, I was in a meeting in Switzerland, in, in uh, Edmonton, Edmonton, Switzerland. It's a powerful night of worship. Ministers from all over the United States, all over Europe were there. And, I, and nobody knows me. I mean, I'm just one of the guys. I'm just one of the people that was there. Middle of worship. Middle of, middle of everybody worshiping God. The Holy Spirit says, John, run. Whew. Run to the front of the, sta- of, the, of the auditorium. Run to the front of the auditorium. Throw yourself on the ground and start to roll. I went, Huh? I don't do that. I don't do that. That's weird. But would God ever ask you to do something weird? Yeah. He did. You read the whole Bible. Read every story in the Bible. He had people do weird things. Why? Because he wanted to see if they would be obedient. He wanted, he wanted them to act something out to be a, a sign and a wonder to somebody else. He said, John, run up. You throw yourself on the ground and roll back and forth across the floor. I was like, you have got to be kidding me. And my head is just going, Bow! that's nuts. I'm dignified. I have a little bit of respect left in some of these people's eyes. Why in the world would I run to the front of the room, throw myself on the floor? I mean, even telling this story, some of you who don't know me going, wow, that guy's a little crazy. Even be talking about it. I wouldn't even talk about that. Trust me, I didn't want to. Lord says, do it now. I had a choice to make. Because I knew, I know, I know the voice of my father. I know when God's speaking to me. Don't always like it, but I know when He's speaking to me. I went all right. I took off running. I got to the front of the room. I threw myself. I threw myself. I dove onto the floor. Praise God, it was carpet. <laughs> and I started rolling back and forth across the floor, going, "Okay, God, you told me to do that. That's just weird." And all of a sudden, I start bumping into somebody else (laughs) who's on the floor, rolling back and forth right next to me. I'm thinking, what in the world? Apparently, simultaneously, Thomas Lonke, if many of you know who Thomas Lonke is, 
had jumped up, ran to the front. Simultaneously, we both ran to the front of the room, dove on the floor, started rolling. I mean, it's just weird. I want to just I want to just want to solidify that in your mind that I think it's weird. But simultaneously, we're both on the floor, rolling back and forth. And all of a sudden, we stop. And I hear a voice that says, Thomas and John, you're going to roll across Europe. You're going to roll across Europe. You're going to roll with the Gospel across Europe in Jesus' name. Now, we've taken a number of trips together. We haven't done it extensively. This whole thing that's happened with Europe, I don't know how any of that's going to play out but I know I'm going back because that hasn't been fulfilled yet. All that he said, to, I don't know, but, he's, but that, if I hadn't been obedient, it's important to be obedient to what God tells you to do whenever he tells you to do it. There's always purpose. He doesn't do it just to go, well, watch this, I'm going to make him get up there and roll, <laughs> make a fool out of himself. No, there's purpose. John, Thomas and John, you're going to roll across Europe with the gospel. Amen. So let it be in Jesus' name. Be obedient to what God tells you to do. Amen? All right. Well, I know why everybody came today. You want to be here when this series ends. <laughs> I believe this is 10. Somebody want to... Is it 10? Yep, it's 10. This is the last one. It's a good one to end on been speaking for 10 different sermons. They haven't been in a row, but the, I did see it all the way to the end, and I think this is one of the best, just so you know. It's been on my sheep here, hearing the voice of God. Can't go into everything I've said so far. Can't go into all the background. There are, they're all on YouTube. They're all on the website. You can hear all of the backgrounds and everything else. But, but, we are going to start with the same verse I've started with from the very beginning, John chapter 10, beginning with verse 24, and now I'm just going to do something else that the Lord told me to do middle of the week. He says, you're going to, you're going to do this when you get up and get ready to read this verse. Everybody stand. It's good to stand sometimes when the word of the Lord's read, amen? Why is this one more important? We don't always do this. I have no idea. I'm just being obedient. Isn't that interesting? Just being obedient. I think that might be one of the themes of the day. Just be obedient to what he's telling us to do. But I've been reading this verse at the beginning of each of these sermons. John chapter 10, beginning with verse 24. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them in verse 25, I told you, and you did not believe. You may be seated. Thank you. Jesus was speaking. He had been speaking. He spoke all the way through. He spoke publicly. He spoke privately. He spoke with his life. Everything he did, he spoke. God has been speaking from the very beginning. The first thing we see is in the beginning, God was, that, that God was in creation. He was a part of creation. And he spoke for creation to be created. God spoke to every one of the people. He spoke to Adam. He spoke to Eve. He spoke to the serpent. He spoke to Cain. He spoke to, he spoke to Noah. He spoke to Abraham. He spoke, 
He spoke all the way through the Old Testament. He spoke all the way through the New Testament. Why in the world would we not think that He speaks to us today? He hasn't stopped speaking. He speaks all the time. I'm going to read a couple of verses today that show you that He speaks all the time. But He doesn't always speak the way we think He should. We don't always think, we don't always, He doesn't always speak the way we would want Him to. He doesn't always speak in an audible voice. Praise God. Nothing more freaky. I mean, you think it's bad enough when somebody walks up behind you in a room and you didn't know they were there. And they say something to you. It's like, oh! Just think about hearing a voice, you know, in one of those rooms and you turn around and there's nobody there. <laughs> Praise God. He doesn't just audibly speak every moment of every day. That'd be weird. But he could do whatever he wants. He has done it. I know people that have heard the voice of God audibly. I never have. Doesn't matter. But he speaks in many different ways. Don't do them now because we're going to do them at the end. Because we all know what they are. There's four of them. We're on number four today. But bottom line, bottom line, the most important thing that you can ever, ever, ever remember out of all ten of these sermons, actually out of every sermon anyone ever preaches, the most important thing to remember is whenever the voice of God speaks in whatever way He does, it always lines up with the, with the Bible, with the Word. It's the Word. It's the Word. It's the Bible. If it doesn't line up with the Bible, it's not God. Because He doesn't sound like something else. He doesn't, he doesn't tell you... I mean, and I, you know, there's, there's all kinds of examples. I won't go into them, but there's all kinds of examples to say, well, God told me uh, this. Well, God told me... You, know, I mean, you, you hear about, about serial killers, mass killers. Well, I heard a voice saying, well, hello. He said, thou shalt not kill. So any voice that says, thou shalt kill, well, good luck. Run. The Bible is always the ultimate standard. The, any other voice, all other voices, must sound like the Word of God. Everything that you hear in any other way must line up. So, what was, what was, and I, I did some research, I, I looked into it, what was the first recorded thing to speak to man on behalf of God other than God Himself? Any idea? Somebody? Nope, didn't speak on behalf of God. That's what, that was the serpent. Somebody said the serpent. No, the serpent did not speak on behalf of God. That's another voice, remember? We'll talk about that one in a second. The angel of the garden doesn't record that they spoke. The blood on the ground? Possibly. That's not the one. I, wouldn't have, I didn't pick that one. That's, that's, a, that's a very good possible one. Turn to Genesis chapter 9. Genesis chapter 9, verse 11, says, I establish my covenant with you that never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of the flood, and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, This is the sign of the covenant that I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for all future generations. Verse 13, I have set my bow in the cloud, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. 
When I bring clouds over the earth and the bow is seen in the clouds, I will remember my covenant that is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the water shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. When the bow is in the, in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. God said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant that I have established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. Every time man has seen the, cloud, or the, the rainbow in the clouds, it's always God saying, I'm not going to destroy the earth by water again. It speaks. It speaks. It's a sign from God to man that he will not destroy mankind that way again. Now, the earth will be destroyed. He'll just use a more efficient way next time. He'll make the earth sound like a cat. No, I'm sorry, I can't tell that joke. (laughs) Talk to me later. I'm not doing it on TV. There ain't no way I'm saying that joke on TV. All right. I can't believe I just said it out loud. Oh, I'm in so much trouble already. Okay. Forgive me. Okay, moving right along. All right. The rainbow speaks. Every time, now does it have an audible voice? No, but it's a sign in the heaven that says, every time I look at it, I, I think, wow, God, that's, God put that there for us. Every time, to, you know, saying, that's my covenant with you. I'm not going to destroy the earth with water. I'm never going to do that again. That, that sign, that rainbow is not a sign of... The reason the earth was destroyed. One of the reasons. Sin. The rainbow is not a... A sign for sin. Disobedience of God. It's been co-opted. I told my wife I'd behave today. You all know what I'm talking about. It's a sign of the promise and the goodness of God. Not of freedom to sin and destroy, kill. So God spoke many ways, many different ways to different people in the Bible. He spoke through an angel to Lot. Now he he spoke through an angel. He spoke through by himself. Even when Jesus, we believe Jesus would come onto the earth and speak to different people at different times. But there were definitely times when it was an angel. There are angels who have spoken to man, spoken to people, and and I believe that angels still speak to people. But once again, here's the first place I have to stop and say, remember, if an angel appears to you and starts to speak, make sure it's from God. You have the right to say, so let me ask you, tell me about Jesus. Listen to what they say. If there's actually an angel talking to you someday, some night, says I'm an angel from God, all right, Tell me about Jesus. Because the Bible says that they can't, if it's not from God, they can't say Jesus is Lord. We need to test the spirits. We need to test everything. You need to test me. You need to make sure what I'm saying is from God. Because if it's not, don't listen to me. Really. 
Don't listen to me. If someday I go wacky, which I won't, don't listen to me then. But you got to test everything. Test everything. You know, there are, there are psychics and mediums, national ones, that say, oh, an angel showed up to me. Brigham Young said an angel showed up in his room, told him what the rest of the Bible was supposed, how it was really supposed to be written. Really? Hmm. How else did God speak? He spoke through a donkey to Balaam. Can God speak through animals? Yes. Don't need him to. Don't want him to. Kind of freaky. But he could if he needed to. Why? Why did God have to speak to Balaam through his donkey? Because he wouldn't listen. If he would have just listened. Do you know this guy was a prophet of God who would actually go and beseech God and he'd hear the voice of God and he'd do whatever... The, you know, I mean, he was supposed to be a prophet of God. He's supposed to, 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 to prophesy and say the word of the Lord. He, God was told and telling him what not to do, and he kept doing it. So finally, God had to use a donkey. So if you have animals speaking to you, <laughs> wake up! Knock it off! Because remember... Other things, other animals spoke to people. The snake. Animals speak. Now you might think that's weird. You might think, do you, Pastor, do you really believe that animals speak? Oh, don't even get me started. I think animals always spoke. I love it. The faces just went. Okay, is this where we stop listening to him? You know, <laughs> he's starting to get a little weird now. Okay, okay. Do you know how I believe? You know why I believe that animals always spoke? Because when the snake spoke to, to Eve, she didn't go, "Whoa!" When did you start talking? She just had a conversation with him. Balaam, when the donkey spoke to him, he didn't go, "Who?" A talking donkey. That just, that's fun to say. Say that one day. A talking donkey. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> Don't get me going. <laughs> Careful what voice you... Do you know, here's the other theme. Be careful what you listen to. Be careful. Careful. It has to line up with the word. God spoke through visions, Daniel. I mean, you just read the book of Daniel, vision after vision after vision. There are people who have visions. You know, in in uh, uh, second chapter of Acts, it says when when uh, uh, or actually third, I think, when Peter's preaching, he says, "This is this is they are not drunk as you suppose. This is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. Your young men will see visions." will see. He didn't say your young men have seen visions. Now the young men had seen visions, but he's saying in the end time, when he pours out his spirit on all flesh, your young men will see visions. Not going to raise hands, not going to ask anybody to raise, but 
I can guarantee you there's people here who have seen visions. You've seen visions. Sometimes though, you're just thinking, I don't know what that was. That was weird. Sometimes it's just you know something you shouldn't know. All of a sudden you just, you, like you see a picture of something. You just see something. You go, I don't know. Where, where did that come from? He says, your young men will see visions. We, they're, they're, God speaks through, to people through visions. I've had a vision or two. I've not had a lot of visions. That's just one of the weird things. I've never, I've had very few things that I've seen while, while being, I see all kinds of dreams. I, I have dreams all the time. Not all of them are God. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But I have dreams all the time because that makes me concerned. Because it says, your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. Great. <laughs> Wonderful. This shall be a sign. Yes. <laughs> but visions. Well, if you don't acknowledge that that vision, that, that something, you, you're, you're just driving, all of a sudden you, you, just, you, you just go, what? You know, I, mean, I don't know if it's something you see. I mean, I can't really describe to you when I've seen a vision. I can't, it's not like when Peter saw the vision. But you know, it also says that he fell into a trance. So how much is that different than a dream? I don't know. I'm not a I'm not an expert in this area. I just know when God speaks to me, I know what I know it's him. You need to know when God speaks to you. And if he speaks to you in a vision, you need to pay attention to that vision. But that vision will always line up with the word of God. Always. Always, always, always. Not even not even 90%. I mean, it's 90% lined up with the, no, it needs to be 100% lined up with the word of God. That's why you need to know the word of God. That's why you need to know the Bible. So that when you see it, you go, whoa, that was 93% accurate. Not going to listen to that one. I'm going to back away. God spoke through dreams. Joseph had dreams. Multiple dreams. Many people had dreams. God's spoken to me through dreams. Many times. Recently. I don't share all the dreams I've had. Some of them are just for me. Some of them are encouragement. Some of them are a training, a teaching one. I can tell you one because this is, this is a crazy one. This is wild. This is one of them that's just like, okay, that's just weird. You notice I've got a lot of weird, a lot of weird stuff, okay? But just, it's just it's spiritual, supernatural. There was a guy in the church about 18 years ago. You would not remember him. I couldn't even pick, if he was here right now, I couldn't pick him out of a crowd. But there was a guy who was starting to come to church here, and he was kind of, everybody liked him, man. He was just one of those, he just, he fit in, and he was just like everything. And I was like, wow, this guy, you know, and he, used, he had a, some Bible background, he had some ministry background. I'm thinking, whoa, this guy, he could be really a blessing, he could be, a, you know, helpful in the church, he could teach something or whatever. And, and uh, He's, we started getting to know him. I took him out for lunch a couple times, and we got to started getting. I was like, "Man, this guy—he's been around. He knows his stuff." One night, I had a dream, and in this dream, I'm sitting around a campfire, and I'm sitting there on the campfire, and all of a sudden, I look down, and there's a hole in my leg. There's a hole. Now, I wasn't bleeding. It wasn't wasn't that way. But there's a hole in my leg. I'm looking at my leg, going, "That's not good." There's a hole in my leg. What happened next was even worse. Because I'm looking at that hole in my leg, and all of a sudden a snake crawled out of it. Oh yeah, tell me. 
a snake started crawling out of my leg, and I was like, I mean, I freaked out, man. I mean, you can, you can just about guess. I freaked out, and I woke up. Now, I've had nightmares before, and there are nightmares. This wasn't a nightmare, because the moment I woke up, the Holy Spirit spoke to me, and He says, you've got a snake in the body. I said, who is it? And He told me. It was that young man. The next week, that young man walked up to me and he says, hey, he says, I'd really like to work with the children in the church. And the Lord had already spoke to me and says, be careful of him, watch out for him, he's a snake. I said, that's a, that's a great idea. Tell you what, why don't you go to Pastor Karen and get a background check. Because we have a background, I've said, I've had a background check on me. We've had, we had to do a double background check on Pastor Greg. <laughs> A triple one on Jamie. <laughs> but we do a background check on anybody who is anywhere comes close to our kids. We're going to do a background check. Just, it's just a formality. Nothing to worry about. He goes, oh, okay, and never came back again. Isn't that interesting? How does God use dreams? Sometimes it's to warn you. Sometimes it's to prepare you for something. I could just, I mean... Yeah, dreams. God also uses in the Bible, this, this, this part of this, this last tenth installment of this sermon is all about all the other ways. God speaks. We'll go through the whole thing here in a minute, but these are all the other ways. And, and literally, I'm not going to get through them all. God th- God's spoke to people through stars. Remember the Magi knew there was going to be a king. They knew where it was going to be. They knew the direction. They knew the timing. They knew when the the king was born. And how did they know that? Because of the stars that they saw. Now here's the deal. Do you know where I'm going to go? You You don't pattern your life around stars. You don't you don't use the stars to determine your direction. You don't use that's that's demonic. Why? What is, the, what is the best way to be led by God? What is the best way to hear His voice? Thank you, the Word. Well, we're going to get there sooner than I thought. What's the second way? The still, small voice, hearing the voice of God in you. The third way? Through others. Somebody who you know is godly. Somebody you know you trust. Somebody that you know is seeking God and has your best interests in mind. They have a word for you, an encouragement, but you still don't listen to them just because they said it. You listen to it because you've already, you've already been led in the word. You've already heard that still small. Everything that brings peace and everything and it all fits together. You don't go looking at the stars going, tell me what to do. Or go to the newspaper. Hello. 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 Shouldn't even have to say that one. Astrology is of the devil. Just in case. Just in case anybody didn't know. Just in case anybody didn't know. Yes, I'm talking to you on the camera. Not you, Vince, but the new in the... uh... (laughs) Astrology is not from God. Now, he put the stars up there, and there are things that, that talk about the glory of God. We're going to read a verse about that in a second, but it does not guide you. Don't do that. Don't even think about doing it. Don't even do it for fun. Don't even do it saying, I wonder what it says. 
God speaks through nature. Turn with me to Psalm chapter 19. Why? Why are we going to turn to Psalm 19? Because it's the Word of God. Everything lines up with the Word of God. Psalm 19, beginning with verse 1, says, The heavens declare, the heavens shout, the heavens proclaim, the heavens yell the glory of God. And the sky above proclaims His handiwork. Day to day pours out speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words whose voice is not heard. The, the nature, the, the, the natural world, what God has created, tells us there's a God. What, what, what we see around us every day proves to us, it should prove to us, that He is powerful, that He is mighty, that He's good. How do we know He's good? Because He's provided good things for us. Food, hallelujah. Water. Things to make shelters. He's created everything we need. The, the natural world exists to tell us that God exists and for us to use. Jesus taught in parables based on how nature functions. Jesus watched nature and through it could explain spiritual truths. You know, we always look at, well, Jesus told the parable of the sower and the seed. Well, the sower, you know, what came first, the sower and the seed or Jesus' parable of the sower and the seed? It's not a trick question. The sower and the seed. Yes. The sower, there, there was, they were sowing seed for thousands of years before Jesus walked on the earth and told the parable about the sower and the seed. He just used that one to say, this is how the kingdom functions. This is how God works. When, it, when they tried to tell him that he wasn't going to die on the cross, he goes, you know, that's kind of like, you know, you have to take a kernel of grain and throw it in the ground and let it die. Why? Because that's a natural function. He says, he says, I have to die. Because if I don't go to the ground and die, then when I, I, when I spring forth and, and have multiple heads of grain and multiple grains are formed, if he hadn't, that one grain hadn't fallen to the earth, and if he hadn't died, you and I wouldn't be here. We're a part of that harvest. And there's more harvest out there. So he used nature to describe. So we can, even, you know, because he used nature, we can always also observe nature and learn about things about God. I've, I've watched nature and go, wow, God's like that. Now that's not God. You know, the, those animals aren't God. See, that's where man twists it again and go, oh, the duck-billed platypus is so amazing. I don't know why I picked that one. It just came out. It's weird. It's weird. The duck-billed platypus. Let's, let's worship the duck-billed platypus. And the duck-billed platypus just looks at us and goes, You're, what are you doing? You guys are nuts. You know, trees aren't going, oh, thank you. Thank you for worshiping me. You know, there are people that worship trees. People, people worship the sun. People worship stuff. People worship, you know, stuff mart. 
Oh, starting to step on toes now, huh? You'll get that one tomorrow. He taught about seed time and harvest. He taught about soils. God, how God cares about animals. Remember Jesus said, he says, how, how much more do I care about you? How much more does God care about you? He feeds the sparrows. They never have to ask him for food. He never, the sparrows never just run out of food. There, there's always food available. For, how much more important are you? Man, I sit in my, my screened-in porch and I sit and I look out over the river and I'm going, oh God, you're so good. You love me. You love me. I actually do that. Sunrises and sunsets. So nature. God still uses nature to speak to us. He used, he used voices from heaven. He spoke to Jesus, didn't he? The Father spoke to Jesus from heaven, a voice from heaven. They heard a voice. He heard a voice. John heard a voice. Others heard voices from heaven. As when they were on the Mount of Transfiguration, the voice of God spoke. But also Saul heard a voice. Saul, Paul. Paul was on his horse. Here's a voice. Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? That happens. Has happened, still happens. Visions, Peter and Paul. God uses all these other ways. I mean, I could, I could spend the rest of the year, I'm not going to, talking about all the ways God could speak. Why? Because He's God. Just when you think you've exhausted every one of the possible ways that He could speak to you, He'll find another one. Why? Because He loves you. He loves you. and He wants you to hear Him. He wants you to know Him. He wants you to listen to Him. He wants to lead you and guide you and direct you. And He'll do whatever it takes to lead, guide, and direct. It's easier if you just read the Bible. Please read the Bible. Because when you read the Bible, you hear the voice of God, and you'll know, you'll, all of a sudden you'll start making right decisions. It's amazing how wise you get when you start reading the Bible. You'll just make good decisions. But if you need help, or you need encouragement, or you need, you, need, you, know, you need a little extra oomph, well, He can do that too. And like I say, I've had God speak to me many different ways. I've had visions. I've had dreams. I've, I've seen stuff. I, oh, this, yeah, here, I'm going to get into my list. All right. So God has spoken to me through nature, visions, dreams, TV shows. Now you're going, wait a second. TV's evil. No, TV's a thing. How it's used is evil. But I've, had, I've actually had God say, watch this TV show. I'm like, why? And I'm watching it going, oh, I get it. There, there's, a, there's a principle in there that I learn. Now, be very careful which TV shows you watch. He'll never tell you to watch Baywatch. I guarantee you, He will not tell you to watch Baywatch. How do I know that? Because Hasselhoff is a terrible actor. <laughs> he would not put you through making you watch Hasselhoff. He just wouldn't. Okay, who doesn't know who Hasselhoff? I bet it's everybody under 18. Yeah, okay. Sorry. sorry. All body, no brain. Let's just put it that way, okay? 
Oh, so yeah, you're terrible. For those of you on TV, just so you know, you're listening to my wife, somebody, a woman just went, oh, come on, you know. Okay, I don't know what else you mean, but TV shows, songs on the radio. I've been driving down the road and all of a sudden hear a song and all of a sudden realize, wow, that's God speaking to me. And I'm not just talking about KTIS. I mean, I was, I was driving down the road one day and I was listening to some station, I don't even know what it was, and, I, and, it, and I, it, it sounded like a country song, but I had never listened to a country station. So I, I don't know which, where I was listening to, but this song, <laughs> this song was, was, about, it was, a, it was a, a woman singing it, and she was saying, uh, I tried to love you, I tried to come after you, I tried to seek after you, I, I tried to, to bring you to me, and all you do is reject me. And I didn't hear a love-struck, a, a, a love-sick, rejected woman. What I heard was the voice of God saying, man, I loved you guys. I've loved you, and I've, re- I've reached out to you, and I've, I've dr- I tried to draw you in. I'm listening to this, and I started weeping. I'm just being honest with you. I started to weep because I was like, that's, how, that's God's heart for people. He's tried and tried and tried to reach the lost, and they don't listen to Him. I've heard the voice of God through children's puppet performances. Now, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a plug in here for Pastor Karen and the children's ministry and Christmas. Okay? Because before I was a pastor, let's just put it that way. Before I was a pastor, when I didn't have to like children. <laughs> I didn't have to like children's programs. I was one of those people that when you walked in on the Sunday morning where there's a kids program you didn't know was going on, you know who you are, and you know what I'm talking about. I walked in the back of the room, and I look around and went, oh no, it's a kid service. There's a puppet stage right there. Oh no. And I'm looking, I'm going, did anybody see me? Because I was going to go. I was going to bail. I was going to get out of there. And all of a sudden, a guy walks up, puts his arm around me, and says, hey, John, how you doing? I was like, go. Stuck for another year. Just being honest. So I sit down and I'm, oh, I'm annoyed and I don't want It's a kid's service. Why do, why do I have to sit through a kid's service? And they got up and they were singing their cute little songs. Okay, whatever. And the puppets came out. And the puppet program began. And the puppet program was the story of the prodigal son played out with lambs. 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 Not lambs. Lambs. The prodigal son. Oh, father. Blah, 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 blah. And, and then I'm watching this whole thing and, and it gets to the part where the father is, is watching for his son. And he sees his son. And he runs to his son. And the son runs to the father. And they embrace. (laughs) And I'm sitting back there bawling my eyes out. 
Because I had rejected God. I had ran away from Him. And when I came back, I always carried with me that guilt, that fear, that some, for some reason, God wouldn't really accept me. And on that morning, something got sorted out. Amen. Something got fixed. Why? Because God loves me. And He knew I needed two little lambs to run across... <laughs> He spoke to me that morning through puppets. So in this creming Christmas, every one of you should be here. I will take attendance this year. I don't ever take attendance. I've had God speak to me through street lights. Don't ask, long story. Billboards. Driving down the road, you see a billboard. Not all of them. Some of them are really bad. Some of them are really stupid. Some of them don't mean anything. But then there's been, though, every once in a while, when I do it, when I really needed it, I'm driving along going, whoa. It answers something in my heart. Sunday morning cartoons. Reading the funny pages. <laughs> God can speak through anything. If he can speak through me, if he can speak through a donkey, if he can speak through, why can't he use something in a, in a cartoon that touches your heart, that, that answers a question that goes, oh, that's, you know, God's been saying to that me. I've been reading that. And then I heard that still small voice. And there it is. That, there's, there's, a, there's a confirmation out of this cartoon. Now, not everything in cartoons is God. That's why you need to know the voice of God. It's, it's, it's a confirmation. And many, many, many more. Turn with me to Revelation chapter 21. We started out, at one point I was in Genesis because it talks about the first time that we hear something else or a voice. I mean, we hear God's voice in Genesis 1. But here's Revelation 21. Because it's the last time in the Bible that the word voice is used, at least in the ESV. So the last time the word voice is used, Revelation chapter 21, beginning with verse 1. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice. From the, from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. That's pretty good news right there. That's pretty good news. That's powerful. He will dwell with them and they will be His people and God Himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore for the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also, he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, it is done. 
I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. The one who conquers will have this heritage, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. When God speaks, when God speaks, every time he speaks, there's purpose. And his purpose here is to tell you, this is all going to work out. You just got to hang on. Keep moving forward. Keep being obedient. Keep doing what God's told you to do. Keep living. Because this is trustworthy and true. When we get to the end, that's going to be us. We're going to be there. We're going to see this. We're going to be a part of that. And then I want to read one last thing. It's the last time in the Bible where Jesus speaks. And I believe in some people's Bibles it's even in red, which is interesting. Revelation 22, beginning with or in only verse 20. It's the last time we hear Jesus speaking in the Bible. He who testifies to these things says, verse 20 of, of chapter 22, Surely I am coming soon. Hallelujah. And we say, Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. God speaks to us. It's been a blast speaking on this for, for the last 10 sermons on this. It's been awesome. It's, it's been good. If you haven't caught it all, if you haven't, if you have forgotten most of it, go back. This is something you want to listen to a bunch. Let it get in you. Let it sink in you. You must hear the voice of God. You must understand that He wants to speak to you. He does speak to you. And then when He's speaking, you just have to pay attention. You have to know Him. You have to recognize Him. And then you test it always, but then you act upon it. You act upon those words and watch your life be full of fruit. Amen? Amen. Emily, would you like to come up? Good morning. Well, happy Father's Day again to all the dads. Thank you. I have a couple of scriptures I was going to share on the offering. The first one is Acts 20. Verse 35. So bear with me. Oops. Sorry about that. Acts 20, verse 35. I have shown you in every way by laboring like this that you must support the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus. That, as, that he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. My second scripture is from Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Give, and it will be given unto you. With the same measure, sorry. Give, and it will be given unto you. Press down, shaking together, and running over will be put into your bosom. With the same measure that you use it, it will be, give, it will be measured back to you. I do like this, script, this couple of scriptures for the offering. It's kind of an encouragement and a reminder of God's love for us. The reason why we are giving is because he first loved us, and now we are loving people back. 
his commission to us was go and make disciples. Part of our offering really is we are making disciples. We are creating disciples. We are sending the evangelists to the streets and they are reaching people who do not know the Lord. And so um, I enjoy this time because, again, it's not about us. It's about where he's sending us. He's about what he's commissioned us to do. And it's about us loving on other people who don't know Jesus. There are so many places that still don't know Jesus, people that don't know Jesus. And this is our commission. This is what we can do to reach those individuals. There are evangelists out there who are willing, and I know they are in this church. It's you and me. We do go out there and reach out to them. We talk to them. We tell them about Jesus, and they get born again. So I do encourage you um, to, when you're giving, you know, you're giving it from your heart. You're giving what God has given you. You're giving what, um, you're giving what uh, is in your heart, what's been sought in your heart, um, and you're, you know, you're taking the gospel out there. So again, I just encourage you to uh, give with all you can and give it with your heart. God, will, God bless you guys. Um, and then let's see, what did I forget? Did I forget anything, Matt? Ways to give. Thank you. <laughs> I have Brian to help me out. Thanks, Brian. So ways to give. You can mail a check to River Valley Christian Center. 5900 Lake Elmo Avenue, Lake Ave sorry, 5900 Lake Elmo Avenue North, Lake Elmo, Minnesota, 55042. There are envelopes at the back, uh, at the back of uh, the back seats over there, so feel free to use those to uh, put in your, um, your offering. You can also drop it off at the church anytime from Monday through Thursday. The other ways to give also, you can do it online at rvcc.info slash donate. And I think, let's see, what else did I have on that? I think that's all I had. So again, I encourage you to um, give and give with your heart, give with your love, and it never goes back void. It will be returned unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. That's his promise. Let's pray over the offering. Father, I just want to thank you for today. I thank you for uh, this blessed congregation, this blessed church, Father. I thank you for the work that's being done in this church. We give you praise, glory, and honor, Father God, because you've sent us to be disciples, Father God. You've, you've sent us out to love on other people just like you've loved us. You are the great I am. You are our example of what love is, Lord. And so we give you praise and, gr and glory as we, as we give these offerings to you, Father, Lord God, that they will not return to us void, but they will accomplish that which you have purposed, Father, because your word is yea and amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.